Hello, welcome to episode I forgot my number. I think we're on thirty-eight. Yeah. Yes, episode thirty-eight of the. Oh, oh, wait, hang on. We had to make. We had to make a very key decision, actually. So, welcome to episode thirty-eight. But it's also technically this might be episode one of a of a of a new thing that we're doing. But we haven't decided this. Now we're going to just decide this on air. So for some background, because now even I still looking confused, even though he's. I'm confused as well now, man. <laughs> But basically, um, our uh, should we call them challenges? Should we call them successes? Basically, the only other podcast that exists with the Nobles Cricket name has returned. They're also a little bigger than us, thanks to the fact that they have Alex Hartley and Kate Cross on. The, on. She didn't swipe right on me. I'm mad. Then are we? If you're mad, that means we're keeping the name, or are we changing the name? Well, we haven't decided to change the name yet, so we're gonna keep it for now. Are you sure? I thought you had a good name lined up. I did, but uh, I don't want to reveal it on air. <laughs> okay, so this genius. may or this may or may not be the first, the the last episode of No Balls Cricket as you know it. Uh, as dramatic as that sounds, all that's going to change is we're going to change the name and we might change the logo. But yes, until then, let's let's make it dramatic. Last No Balls Cricket episode. The last No Balls Cricket episode. Fine. Well, last last of two maybe because we do have this is supposed to be a double episode. Do we really Second. want to change the name though? I'm not entirely certain. Anyway, we'll decide that in due course. <laughs> so basically, we've well, spoken of this is our. Okay, so welcome beginning. to episode thirty-eight slash episode one, one of the two. No, let's say it's thirty-eight. It's not one. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, that is that that is Sudan Pradhan, who is now officially a university cricketer. He's actually played university cricket games. We can we can uh, give him that title, and that is Aditya Devrath, who is still a useless, respect, un- disrespected journalist. Uh, I, I let you. I let you get away with this too often. Yeah, but I, I mean, unless something changes, you know, that I don't know. Let's not anyway. when you when you needed when you were confused about how to bat and four, you came to me for advice. I didn't come to you for advice. I just moaned about batting at four to you. Well, were you moaning to anyone else about it? I don't think so. Well, it's it's a completely different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> completely different. Anyway, anyway, moving on. I ended up batting at seven, and look what happened. Oh, you ran! You ran from the responsibilities there. No, I didn't. I watched us lose six for eight from the other end. Mm. No, five for eight for whatever. Sorry, five for eight when I came out. From the other end, because you you encountered yet more Englishmen who can't play spin. Yeah, I think it's a pandemic, you know, at this point. <laughs> Interesting choice of word to be using in the midst of an actual pandemic. Yeah, no shit. I wouldn't use it otherwise. <sighs> um, but uh, my favorite part was uh, my number ten walks out to bat, right? And the opposition has four Indians, three of which are bowling spin. Right, the hmm. wicketkeeper is Indian. I block a couple of balls, and suddenly they decide to put a short leg in there, and all the chatter in Hindi short leg lagai, short leg lagai. Also, I'm going to start running. You are going to see. Hmm. 
anyway and then 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 next over my number 10 proceeds to pad up poor left arm spinner with the ball on middle stump so yeah uh, that was pretty much my day yesterday um it was a game we should have cruised and won but you know this is how uh, this is how please only on that information you could have uh, like i don't know you could have been batting with johnny best of all i know listen if i was batting with johnny best so that ball would have sailed out of the ground it was more like i was batting with a cross between a right-handed jimmy anderson and chris martin i don't know i've seen jimmy i've seen johnny best of play left arm spin He's pretty bad at it. You know who is the worst though? Kevin Peterson. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, my my uh, cricketing escapades aside, um, we will smoothly roll into the roundup today. I think honestly, let's do. Let's start with that your roundup because because obviously. Um, we we saw some of it you posted some of it on instagram so let, let, why don't you just give us the whole rundown of the scores and how many runs you scored how many wickets you took right um if you really want an update on all of that uh, here's what happened um we were playing an inter squad game basically um so the manchester university fourth team a versus b b won the toss elected to bat first racked up 150 in their allotted 13 overs uh, sorry 30 overs not 13 back on um back <laughs> on um i think isaac was the most successful bowler with i think 2 for 2 for 30 listen overs. other people's names i mean you know you want to give them shout out school good for you but we really i just want to know how many wickets you took none for 29 from my six um sorry how, sorry how many for 29 What a twat! Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that now. None uh, for 29 from my six. They made 150 for five, I think, in their 30. Um, and we were 100. Well, you've heard what happened. We were 115 for five when I walked out to bat. I ended up getting bowled out for 122. It was embarrassing. Wow! Seven wickets for last. Seven runs for last five wickets, huh? Five wickets. It was, it was crazy. Um, I made four of them. So you know. I think yeah, there was one leg by and two wides. I mean, this is uh, oh, so you made the only runs of. I basically made the only <laughs> runs after I walked out to bat. It was hilarious. <laughs> so basically, you could claim, you could claim that you made somewhere between fifty to hundred percent of the runs while at the crease. That's actually fair. That's 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 a that's an outstanding. That's a Bradman-esque uh, batting yeah, performance from exactly. From Literally, no one else scored a run. It was awful. And then when. <laughs> I was like waiting for this one ball to slog for six. I get the perfect ball, right? A classic. I got it, and I was thinking, okay, the, I was heading to the long boundary as well, so I didn't get it far enough. I thought I got it far enough in front of square, away from the fielder, who was sort of a hybrid between a uh, squarish mid wicket and a forward square leg, who's somewhere in between that kind of area. Like, I mean, in the middle between square leg and mid wicket. I don't even know what to call it. Um, He runs to his left about forty yards and takes the catch. Um, anyway, that, I mean, pretty much by that point it was game over. I mean, I think if I had survived, we would have had a chance, but no promises with the ball turning as well. Um, who knew, man? Fucking turns in Manchester. What? <laughs> anyway, back to international cricket. Um, 
we are here to celebrate my uh, sister Damas's prediction about what would happen to Bangladesh. Oh, and believe it or mm. not, they turned into England not being able to play spin either. Can you imagine losing Bangladesh losing that many wickets to a left-arm spinner? And the best spinner in the world. Best winner in county cricket. But, yeah, best, uh, but no, no, it's county cricket for them is like the world. No matter how shit it is. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, best spinner in the world. His name is Simon Hammer. Um, and uh, he was not the one who took seven for in each of those innings. <laughs> that was Kishore Maharaj. This, this, this series was just. So, in, yes. each, in each of these two matches, just. Uh, for for the state of stating the obvious, Bangladesh lost this test series two 0 in South Africa. Remember, this is in South Africa. You know, the home of Alan Donald and Makaya and Tini and Dale Stane and Kagiso Rabada. And two different matches have each had one innings where South Africa have taken all ten wickets through spin. Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. I mean, it was just hilarious. And um, it could not have happened to a nicer team than... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, did I just say nicer team? It could not have happened to anybody other than Bangladesh. Because I don't think anyone is as crap at spin. Well, leaving aside England. Well, to be fair, England clearly if Simon Ahmed is uh, the, the greatest spinner in county cricket and therefore the world, then if England are playing him, they don't know how to play him. He's picking up all those wickets in county cricket. He can do it again in South Africa against them too. I just said, other than maybe England, nobody else will play spin that badly. Even the bloody West Indies won't play spin that badly. <laughs> anyway, um, so 2 0 loss, and it basically vilified and just vilified Bangladesh and justified South Africa's decision to let everyone go off on IPL duty. Worked out brilliantly for them. They didn't have to do anything. There was no point in bowling fast, so they just beat them by bowling spin. Easy. Um, Bangladesh have become a bit of a running joke in test cricket. Um, I don't really need to wear my helmet or my hoodie or my hazmat anymore because of um, because they didn't win and now the Bangladeshi fans are going to run away from me. Um, have you tried igniting any more Twitter arguments since then? I mean, they got, bowled out for, they got bowled out for 53 and then the next test match for 78 or something like that. So, there have been no Bangladeshi voices on Twitter for a very long time. I'm impressed with your um, with your love of like stirring shit that you just ha- you haven't just gone looking for Bangladeshis on Twitter. There's no need. I hold the ha- moral high ground now. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and uh, the only other cricket that has happened is the IPL, which we will get into in a hot second. Yeah. There was, a, there was a series. No, hang on. I'll just say this just to say the obvious. There was a series between New Zealand and Netherlands. We'll let you figure out who won. Yeah. Um, one game was rained out, apparently. So you can figure out what happened to the other two. Um, and yes, we shall get through into the main course of. Uh, episode, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm done talking in slow motion. Right. Um, 
So two things to talk about now. We'll start, of course, with the IPL. We're almost, what are we, halfway through? But I'm not quite sure how many games this IPL has with the 10 teams. Forget, let's not waste time. This is what's happened so far. Rajasthan Royals and Gujarat Titans, top of the table, along with RCB. All three on the same number of points. Gujarat Titans playing tomorrow, have a game in hand. Captained by bloody Hardik Pandya. What on earth is going on in this tournament? Oh, and <laughs> just in case, in case nobody is, somebody has, has not been watching, Mumbai Indians, bottom of the table, no wins from seven. Yep, no, seven played, seven lost. Chennai nearly as bad. Seven played, five lost. One of their two wins came against Mumbai, as it were. Came thanks um, to... Came thanks to a vintage Dhoni game, a vintage Dhoni knock against one of his favorite bowlers. Oh, Unadkat. <laughs> of course. Oh, but Armageddon has basically happened at the IPL. Do you know what's happened? Do you know what Armageddon looks like? It looks like uh, India getting a great finishing batsman, uh, potential backup wicketkeeper, maybe even no. a... No, first choice we this can't happen. This cannot be happening. I'm going to have to grow a moustache, people. You already have one now. How does it matter? No, I have a full beard. I'll have to grow this bushy thing out, man. Do it. I don't want to. What about what are our terms? That he makes the World Cup squad or that he makes an 11 at the World Cup? I think the terms are just that he makes the World Cup squad. I think the terms are just that he made the World Cup squad. I, I think there's a very good chance that Dinesh Karthik is making I a think World I'm Cup in, squad. By the way, I, guys, I think I'm in actual trouble here. <laughs> like, Dinesh I mean, Karthik I, has been killing it. But not as much as another wicketkeeper batsman playing for Rajasthan Royals, Josh Butler. And even today, he was completely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Josh Butler, I think right now, is far and away the best white ball batsman in the world. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. No, I mean, there's no question about it. Um, on the Indian front, Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli and Rishabh Pant all seem to be struggling, which is bizarre. Um, yeah. KL Rahul has done his usual thing of hitting 100 um, in the IPL <laughs> and then he'll sort of go missing for the next few games. Um, yeah. He seemingly can't uh, get away from that whole Punjab thing of not knowing that he... Uh, whether, like, oh, basically of anchoring in innings and playing slow and then the entire team... Uh, Suffering for it, though Lucknow are fifth. No, sorry, fourth uh, yeah. in the table. So it seems like they're working things out. The other really interesting thing to note from the IPL is they played, I think, somewhere around thirty-three or thirty-four games so far. Not mm. once has a team winning the toss selected for that. Not once. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's it's, a, it's that's, all that's, chasing. It's all chasing. And I don't know. So, is it, when we were in, uh, when we were talking to the World Cup last year. Um, it was a, it was very much a pitch issue, right? Everyone knew that the pitch was slow to start off in in the UAE, and so everyone was like, "All right." But hey, I, it's, it's more or less, it's more or less the same problem. It's more or less the same problem. It's I don't however, know if it's the pitch issue anymore in India. I think it's no, just it's people it's, preferring to chase. No, 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 no. It's not, and this is a very specific uh, Bombay-centric thing where most, of, so almost all of the IPL. Is in on all the IPL is on the west, well, the, the league stage at least is all on the west coast in, in, in three grounds in Mumbai or around Mumbai, and then the one in Pune. The problem is that um, the only exception to this whole due thing would be the one in Pune, but because the um, well, theoretically, that would be worse, it should be worse because the temperature differential is more. But the grounds in Bombay have a hell of a lot of due. The other thing is that as the night goes on, the pitches do tend to quicken up. 
so people want to to um field first it basically for that it's very it's specific to bombay i mean i've seen this happen over all the cricket i've played uh, especially when the, the we had the finals under lights at dy you could see this happen all the time so it's it's no surprise um and i, I remember it's just easier to chase now not easier in that uh, i mean obviously the the conditions you're talking about make a difference but i also think it's it's easier to put to keep the pressure on bowlers because there's literally no target that's unchaseable at this point you know today uh, rajasthan put up 222 or whatever it was thanks to butler's um uh, butler century delhi were in the game throughout until the last two overs so i think i think it's just become a case of no, knowing that you have a set target to aim for and then being able to plan your innings accordingly helps the batting side a lot and put inherently puts a lot of pressure on the bowling side and i i think just based on strategy that way people would prefer chasing to to batting first so i mean okay i'm not entirely certain about the strategy thing because i think you can win games batting first as well it's not i mean people uh, have won games batting first so far it's everyone yeah. everyone's chosen to bat second but people have yeah. won batting first one exactly no the, i i think the thing is that there's two things that you get with pitches on the west coast of india very specific to it you get very good batting surfaces and you get lots of bounce and it allows batsmen to play their shots so you get higher scores what that allows you to do is it allows you to go harder um the problem i think i, I think where the chasing the strategic aspect of the chasing thing comes in is the dew i think that's the strategic thing i don't think it has as much to do as knowing what you're chasing i just think it's the dew i think well i mean knowing what you're chasing is part of it the dew is part of it i think it's just a case of um you know it's harder to like even in the first innings most teams are trying to go go hard and you know it's paying off a few times i think it's just a case of um i mean it's just that you i, I think every team kind of backs it's middle to late order batters to be able to come in and start hitting regardless i mean the dew has some part to play in it the bounciness and the pace of the pitches has some part to play in it but i think the point is that there i don't think there really is an entirely 100% safe total unless we start getting to like 250 or something and therefore you know it's just like no one minds the pressure of a big chase anymore because it's like you know we go hard we have things enough things going for us on the team fronts um rajasthan have looked very solid um josh patel obviously has been in great form um and they've and, got chahal who's been uh somehow who's like somehow not managed to bring any uh shit from his time at rcb he's shed the shackles of being in a shit team yeah that's true actually um but i i think what you from this from this uh table what you can see is the teams that are at very good auctions have done fairly well mumbai had an absolutely terrible auction strategy and yeah. it shows the bottom but the yeah. other thing that you have to i think sort of feed into it at this point specifically is that you're seeing that the teams that got cannibalized the most are are, are playing pretty poorly you look at a team like delhi who's lost uh, rabada you look at uh, and shreyas ayer for example um you're looking at mumbai well- Delhi didn't have Shreyas Iyer last season for most of it because he was injured, and they still made the final. No, no. Well, fair enough. But they, they, 
then you're seeing, you know, they had Rabada, they had Anrich, uh, Nokia. Um, you know, he was playing most of their games as well. Um, but you're also looking at Mumbai Indians are the ones I think that have been cannibalized the most by by this whole auction thing because they've lost yeah. Quinton de Kock, they've lost uh, they've lost both the Pandya brothers. Um, they managed to retain Ishan Kishan, and there was a fantastic. Well, they got him. They got him back at the at the uh, at the auction. They they basically chose yeah. to retain uh, Bumrah Rohit and Surya Kumar Yadav, which means they had to get rid of. Or they could, they had to go after Kishan in the auction instead of, uh, and and that kind of screwed the auction strategy because they went hard to get him. But for I mean for everybody, you can see what kind of a star this Deval Brevis is. I mean he looks an unbelievable cricketer. Um, but, well, that's one thing I guess in the entire what, what we're saying the entire tournament by expanding to ten teams. Jared Kimber had a good article about how by doing so you're by default kind of diluting the quality in a way because you've got. More and more slightly less experienced and less heralded players, and you know that kind of brings the overall quality down. But what it also does is give chances to players like this to, to you know, to show to, to show their metal. It's like Brevis is one. You've seen a lot of young Indians start coming up. Mumbai have another Tilak Karma who's been playing really well. Um, Ayush Badoni for uh, Ayush Badoni for Lucknow, I think. For Lucknow, yeah, exactly. So all these random names that most of us hadn't heard of. Um, and now you suddenly see them performing a little bit more. But you're also, but you're also getting. I mean, obviously the establishments, but people like, I mean, Kuldeep Yadav's had a bit of a resurgence, um, but barring today. Um, but I mean, who's going to stop Butler in that kind of mood? You know. Um, yeah. But you look at Kuldeep Yadav, uh, uh, Yuzi Chahal, for example. I mean, he took a hat trick. He took a five for and a hat trick the other night. Um, and you know, people like that are still getting through the system and and doing really well. Ravi Bishwas had a great tournament so far. Um, you know, even Hardik Pandya, for example, who's I mean, for an for the he's getting, team, you need yeah. Hardik Pandya to do well. He adds so much. Value. He's get, he's just get, he's just building his his form back up. He he looked a little scratchy to start the start the tournament, both with bat and with ball, but he's he's getting there. Um. We'll finish the IPL segment with a little bit of a controversial um, note. So, Ravi Ashwin, who is, um, I mean, when it comes to the IPL, is bloody controversy's child now. Stepchild. <laughs> um, what do you make of retired out? Honestly, I've been wondering when someone would do it. Because it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think from a tactical point of view, you, you know, People are realizing that T20 is about for it's about two things: matchups and moments. So now, for example, and it's worth thinking, wondering by the way, for where even for someone like Virat Kohli, for example, Virat Kohli statistically struggles in the middle overs to score quick. He'll keep the runs turning over, he'll grab his one ones and twos, but that's not what you want. You want to be consistently trying to go at eight nine and over. Virat Kohli is not your guy. His strike rate at the depth is great. So why would you not say hold Kohli back and then? Uh, and then bring him in in the 16th over if you can, or 17th or whatever. So I think once you realize that each, that, that you know, there's so many, the level of specialization now can be so granular where it's not just that, uh, okay, someone's a specialist batsman, someone just, someone's a spe- specialist bowler, etc. It's no, someone is a specialist death hitter against space. Someone is a specialist hitter against left arm spin. So then maximize those matchups in those moments. And I think it makes complete sense that in the in, the more you try to start 
starting to do that, then you'll have things like pe retiring people out when you when you need to. Uh, you know what? It, it doesn't sit well with me. I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not one of those traditionalists like who's going to say, oh my God, this is like, you know, unsportsmanlike or something. But I think, um, so it feels like almost like a substitute. I, I know you're losing a wicket technically, right? Um, but technically you're not, right? Because someone who's retired out can come back. No, he can't. That's the change. If you're retired out, you cannot come back. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't realize it because if you, what if you like, no, you're out. what if you, you're out, you're out, you're out. Oh, you're retired. Oh, sorry, I'm confused. I, I confused two things. I confused retired hurt with versus retired out. Confused retired hurt with retired out. Yeah. No, yeah, so yeah, the thing, yeah. the, the the thing is that um, why, and this is for just, I mean, it's a personal. I mean, other people will have different views about it. It kind of acts almost like a substitution, which is fine, I think. No, what, so you and I, so, you no, and I no, have so, spoken about what, one of the things that could change in ODI cricket is that we need to bring back a substitute rule for absolutely with, with more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying no to that at all. But hear me out. It almost acts like a substitution without being a substitution, and it's while it may not be breaking the rules, it is bending it a bit. And you look at every time the rules have been bent a bit in cricket, it's never turned out well. It's never ended well, and it's always been. The rule has always been removed and re, re sort of changed. I'll go back to the last time it happened. I'll go back to the last mm -hmm. time it happened on the underarm incident. The rule was changed following that game. Remember that. Yeah. I have a feeling it might be the same thing here. So look, my thing is, if you're I mean, going to do so you're it, talking about something that happened fifty years ago now. So if that, if you're forty, been, 40, if, 40, 40 years, forty years, but okay, but no. But, but you see my point. It's it's that kind of precedent. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, also you're saying you're saying that. Every, I mean, you, you brought this up by saying every time something has bent the rules, it gets changed. But your last example is from 40 years ago. So I think the other, I think other things are just innovations that work, right? No, no, I I agree, and I'm look. I'm not getting into this whole spirit of cricket nonsense. Okay, well, no, forget that. Forget. I just saying. problem with your argument is that you you don't want to say it's that it's about the spirit of the game because you know that's a shit argument but you effectively you're saying it's it's against the spirit of the game That, that inbuilt jeopardy, which it takes away a little bit that the bowling team has, which, which anyway is frankly nothing. <laughs> um, so clearly, at this point in time, yeah, we're gonna go, be going around in circles here. We yeah, let's end it, let's end it there. Uh, I mean, people can discuss this till the cows come home, but uh, we have to move on at some point. Um, yes, and uh, we are moving on to what? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, the biggest news of the week actually.
Mr. Schweppes became um, England's director of cricket. Uh, if no one has watched the previous, as no one has seen the previous episode, um, my gin and tonic friend, Mr. Rob Key, has become the director of England cricket. Is it director or managing director or what is it? What is his title? Director of cricket, I believe. Uh, Rob Key. Um, this is a man who has famously said uh, in an article, what was it? Oh, yeah, we're going to Taj Mahal and sightseeing. Yeah, yeah, he, are, he, he's, he's just ridiculous. Um, Rob Key apparently says that the, the true greatest wonders in the world are WhatsApp and his iPad. And he can, he's, he, when he sees people going on safaris, he's like, well, I can Google a picture of a lion. He apparently was once minutes away from the Taj Mahal, but chose not to see it because he didn't care. I'm trying to figure out why Rob Key would be in Agra for anything other than a sightseeing visit, but then not go and see the sights. Who knows? Maybe uh, Yogi Adityanath decided to <laughs> ask him to play cricket or something. God knows, man. Um, but he says he's minutes away. You're literally there. What is? What else are you doing there that you that you can't go see the Taj? What do you mean by minutes away? In the hotel room, taking a piss in the river, up upstream in Delhi. God, what are you talking who, about? Who knows? He said it. Um, anyway, um, moving on from his contentious comment, um, the main reason this is important was because immediately after he was announced, Joe Root decided to quit the test captaincy. Yeah. Um, and now Joe Root has, believe it or not, the most wins as an English captain. But on the flip side, he also has the most losses. Um, 27 and 26, I believe, um, in 64 test matches. Um, interesting, but uh, speaking of English cricket, I mean, it had been coming for a while. The question now is where do they go from here? Why are you choosing not to um, answer this? Because I can't decide whether this is a serious question or not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's our opinion of English cricket. Um, for all other views on how funny we think the English team are, please watch episode 37. There's about 15 minutes where we're just laughing at that. Um, so, look at it this way. The mayor curl basically ended Joe Root's captaincy. <laughs> yeah. Did he finish it? Um, Kyle Mayer's bowling a county-esque spell has been, was the death now. It... <laughs> It is kind of funny that losing 4-0 in an Ashes series, four years after losing 5-0 in an Ashes, no, sorry, losing again 4-0 in an Ashes series wasn't enough. No, not, I mean, not only was... Was Cook captain the last Was Cook captain the last Ashes tour? He might have been. In, no, in 2017. 17-18, I think it might have been Cook still. It may have been Cook. Yeah, it was... No, no, it was it was probably still cooked. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, point being, it's not just the Ashes. They're 2-1 down in the series at home to India. They got absolutely battered by New Zealand last time New Zealand came, which was last year. Um, and by the way, New Zealand are due to tour for a World Test Championship Series this summer. Um, and so are South Africa, who are currently top of the table or close to top of the table. Um, so England has no, I mean, I mean, the summer is going to be hell because there is no escape. These are two good teams. 
two very good teams. Um, there's no escape for them. Um, I mean, where literally now, if you're going to get serious, where do they go from here? Ben Stokes seems to be the only candidate. If you pick Stuart Broad, you go maybe two years back in development of the rest of your fast bowlers. But then if you're going to pick, I mean, Chris Wokes at home is fine. But if you're going to keep picking Craig Overton, then you're not going to gain anything anyway. I think that's the thing. I just don't think the England captaincy matters at all. I, in the sense that obviously the captain, you know, is the one who's setting tactics and, you know, is the one, but I mean, tactics these days are now a la- largely a team and coaching staff thing combined, but the captain's on, captain is the one executing them out there. If your players aren't good enough, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's no. just make, make anyone captain like, who, what you think you bring back Mike really, and you're going to get a all conquering side, like. Or, I don't know, who's the last genuinely good captain England have had? Uh, Michael Vaughan, sad to say. Um, but no, you have to look at Andrew Strauss as well, as a good captain. Fair. Andrew Strauss, yeah. He had, yeah. he did take them to number one in the test, the side. He, he won an Ashes series in Australia, which is... I mean, you have to remember famous. that that's basically a team that he's built. And yet, you and I have always, have, whenever we talk about England cricket, we say that it's systemic. It's like the county championship has all these issues, for, thanks to which they're never going to produce consistently good players. But they did at one point have, you know, this is a, we're talking, a, if you count 2005 Ashes on to about no. two, 2014, when, when, uh, which is when they beat us 4 0 or 5 0, it was 4 0, 4 0 in England. So that's a good nine-year period where they were really good test teams. They not like you know it wasn't dominant, but they in the middle of that they had. I mean they also had an Ashes no, but, but they had they, the Ashes tour win. They had another Ashes home series win. They had they that also, win over. They had a win in India and they had a win in India. That they still remain. I think in since two thousand when we lost to South Africa, we've only lost two series at home. One was against Australia in 04, and the only other one India have lost at home was against England. Yeah. So I okay. So at least that. From 2000, 2010 to 2014-ish. That's a good... That's a time where they had a lot of good players at the same time. So, are we saying that any that any time they've had good players, test-quality players, it's been a miracle that you've, they somehow stumbled upon one randomly lucky four- to five-year period where county cricket produced good test cricketers in spite of itself? Is that is that what happened? And that otherwise, county, there cricket, are two is just, county cricket is just generally not going to produce test-class test cricketers? No, so there's two problems. There's two problems. Um, first and foremost, if you look at county scorecards from back in those days, there's a lot more high scoring. And I mean a lot more high scoring. Um, but the point is, if you come in on a green seamer or you make 60 and that's going to be the highest score of the game, what's the point? Because you can literally thrash away to 50. Right? You have to score 200, you have to actually back. And... Simply put, every time Joe Root in the last year or two has made a big score, England haven't lost a game. So it, it's a straight correlation to the level, the the, the pitches. They've lost, they've lost games even when he scored. Yeah, I know. But if, if he makes a double century, they don't lose. Yeah, but he, that's, not a, that's not a winning strategy that you need one batsman yeah. to score double hundreds to win. That's, but you, that's, he's not going no, to score 200 not, every match. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that if you have four or five batsmen that are ready to do it or are prepared from county level up, there's a much better chance that when the test match comes around, they are going to make those many runs. 
I'm not saying. No, you see what no, I'm I agree with you. I agree with you. My point is, what has changed? What What is different now compared to that period from say 2011 to 2013? Is 2013 winter they went down to Australia and got trashed again? But but uh, that that three four year period to come and then what's followed afterwards? What What's changed? Um, first and foremost is the level of player that's come through. And simply put, the batsmen aren't good enough anymore. Simply because. When you play in county cricket, you encounter early April or mid-April seamers, like we were on one the other day. Had the weather been a little bit cloudier, and that ball would have been hooping around corners. We had the sun out, and it didn't do much, and it started spinning. Um, but if you come across that kind of surface, and and you know that was at an outground in in Manchester. I mean, if you're on a quick bouncy wicket like Old Trafford with a bit of damp and a bit of green, the ball's going to do all sorts. And I don't care how good your technique is. If you have a dibbly dobbly Darren Stevens kind of seamer bowling in cloudy conditions on those pitches, you're not making runs. There, there will be a guarantee with one ball with your name on it. If you prepare good wickets, however, with no grass, little bit drier, allow the batsmen to score runs, they will make more runs. It translates upwards as well. I, so I agree with you. My question is just: so are we saying that the 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 history of let's say the last 20 to 30 years of english cricket is that you had all of the 90s of bad county pitches most or right, most of the 90s you had most of the 2000s with bad county pitches then you had a 5 no, to 6 no six... no no conversely the 2000s had very good county pitches and that's why you got those players now the players that played in the 2005 ashes series were very good cricketers make no mistake yeah. about it They basically and, and lost, they, and they went to and they went to Pakistan, and I believe won a series soon after that Ashes series. Uh, then they also went to Australia and got white whitewashed. Um, yeah, but I mean, anybody could, that first of all, that Australian team, let's that not count that Australian tour because they were missing a lot of people through injury or mental illness, and um, that was that Australian team. Simply put, yeah, but that Australian team had still not beaten England five nil before. No, no, I agree. I. But my thing is, I'm willing to to view that series as a one-off. What I'm not willing to view is the next three tours where they've lost five nil, four nil, and four nil as one-offs. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, what what's happened between what's happened up to 2014 onwards that's changed from what happened between say 2005 to 2014? Is my question. Um, did did someone randomly decide that okay, we do we know we want to be producing? No, I I I, I, I think what and I know one thing is. They've been trying to get games to end in four days, and 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 that's been a big, big, big imp- impetus to you know, cha- getting pitches changed that way. So, for first class cricket, and I really don't want to go into this because we've gone well over time, but uh, go too much into it. But the thing with first class cricket is it's it's got to be you you have to look at it as a finishing school to get into the test team. Now, if you don't have a good first class structure. You're not going to have a good test team. Simply put, okay. If you have poor pitches, like take for example, forget England for now. Take for example Bangladesh. They produce wickets that turn from ball one. Never going to produce a good fast bowler, and it's showing, right? Um, And England are doing the opposite. England are doing the exact opposite. Yeah, precisely, precisely. You're never going to produce a good spinner. You'll get batsmen that have strange techniques, basically to combat the moving ball. But when they come up, I mean, look at Rory Burns for example. When the minute he came up against fast, 
straight accurate bowling that weird technique has hindered everything yeah and and the best part about that is that rory burns remains probably the best post alistair cook opener england have had it just goes to show right the second thing of course which i haven't got into is the fact that suddenly the uh, talent drain from south africa is drastically reduced <laughs> you look at that team kevin peterson jonathan trot strauss was born in south africa i think even bresnan was had something to do with they have lost all their foreign imports jofra archers injured uh you know so are you so uh, play chris jordan in the test side come off the <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Jordan would be a hell of a lot better than whatever the fuck Craig Overton is. Probably. Um, but yeah, and it's showing. Um, the other big change, obviously, is that um, I mean, people don't want to discuss this, but having been here a couple of years and uh, played a bunch of cricket now, like played a lot with the like in training and everything, you can see how elitist the sport it is. Yep. and i think more than i think more than anything that's where the real talent drain is because you've yeah. sort of closed off avenues you you yeah. no i mean it never used to be in the old days in the say, say in the 70s or 80s you look at teams through the 90s you people like devin malcolm chris lewis there are lots of players of color mahapra prakash was indian nasir sen obviously yeah. i don't think the two things necessarily correlate you can be elitist and still have players of color playing it's no, no, just that they I, come I, from a different background i agree i'm not saying no but i'm just saying they've closed off so many avenues for that to happen now that it's become almost impossible yeah no i, I mean i think that, that that argument about cricket being too elitist in england has been one that's persisted for a long time i mean it's it's no surprise i'm not surprised yeah yeah that, and you know we we've we, there's been a lot about english cricket culture in that sense that's been that's yeah. been spoken about you know a, a very obviously with the whole azim rafi case so we know in general there's a culture issue and then of course we you know you and i have been speaking about the actual system issues that they have i think so to bring it back to your original question in terms of captaincy options they've got stokes they've got maybe stuart broad i've heard someone even say bring rory burns back and make him captain um i mean you could even the only other person in that batting lineup who's got a nailed on spot is johnny best so make him captain yeah it's 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 possible i just don't think i i just don't think it's going to matter i also honestly hope that that it's not stokes because stokes has this one thing he has this that whole like personal responsibility wala feeling where it's like acha he anyway he overbowls himself even when he's not captain he effectively when he shouldn't be bowling goes to joe root and says give me the ball i'll bowl and he gets injured himself now he's probably going to do it even more if he is captain and his body's been breaking down i i really hope it is in stokes for the for i think england cricket was going to be better off if stokes can concentrate on being a really good But player rather than also having being captain my problem is i don't really think they have a choice here. yeah i um i'm just thinking i mean the only other who, there is no one other who's nailed on you've got uh, It's like, what are you going to make Ollie Pope or Dan Lawrence captain? Like, I can't see that. I happening. mean, neither of them are are, are are certainties in the team either. So you're essentially yeah. left with Ben Stokes, Chris, uh, sorry, Stuart Broad, or Johnny Besto. Yeah, I um, 
I can't. And but the thing is, Johnny Bairstow's not exactly been a consistent Test batsman himself. That but that's just, the whole problem. Uh, that's, that's that's where they're stuck. So you're you're re- literally left with one option, and that's Stokes. You don't want to bring Rod back. So you're left with Stokes. That's it. That's it's got to be him. It's him or no one. I I genuinely think Broad. I think Broad could be what Kumble was for us. Is a good bridge captain at this stage, uh, uh, until they find until they can build a better team, and then let someone else take over. Yeah, but the problem they have is that who's going to be next? Which is something they have to figure out. Because you know, you know, the, if you're going to make the comparison to Kumble, we had Dhoni in waiting. That Indian team had an absolutely legendary batting lineup for most of it. Okay. Yeah, but ta- by the time we're talking about Kumble, that 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 legendary batting lineup was on its last. No, but- Yes, it was, but you had somebody as young as Virendra Sehwag, who would have been 28, 29 at that point, who could have easily become captain had Dhoni not, and he was prepared for it. You know, so you had alternatives. It wasn't just Dhoni. It wasn't Dhoni or bust. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we're being sidetracked again. My point being, yeah. I think Broad could be the Kumble, a Kumble-like captain for for England. Yes. It, it doesn't answer your question about who, who next because there is no Dhoni in waiting so far as, as far as we can tell. Exactly. So, I mean, England need to find either a lady in waiting or Chris Broad doesn't become captain. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just make who knows, Heather Knight play for the men. I'm just saying. Um, she's probably bad better than half of them. Probably could. Yeah. I, I, don't, have, I don't have any <laughs> doubt about that. Anyway, um, that's all we have on England. I think we should quietly move on. Um, we'll move on. We will because we have a very short little thing to do now. We we'll move on to my favourite segment of the evening. It is the New Balls Quick Talks. I, I'm going to look this up. Hang on. Oh yeah, Siraj got a in again. Of a no ball. Okay, so Mohammed Siraj so no balls award. But yes, this is just this is just the appetizer to what you actually want to uh, want. Yeah, to I know, I know. Obviously, um, so we have given a Nobel's Cricket Award for stupidity before. I can't remember to who, but we have given it before. <laughs> so this is a same award, different person. Um, this is a man named Jacob Rees-Mogg. Um, basically decided to compare Boris Johnson against the uh, being questioned by the Metropolitan Police about uh, Partygate to DRS. Do you want to, do you want to explain what Partygate is? Since we're, um, we, may, we might be talking to people who don't know what it is. Okay, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have... Uh, Anyway, if you don't some, know what some knowledge is, of basically Google. Boris Johnson, basically Boris Johnson was caught during lockdown having big parties at his house. Oh, not yes. at, yeah, at Downing Street, yeah, um, at Downing Street with a bunch of yeah, with top a bunch conservative of his, party members, top conservative yeah. party members, of which Jacob Rees-Mogg is one. Um, yes. But here's the beauty of this situation: he has compared Boris Johnson, who's completely in the wrong, to DRS. Now. Have a look. I think you misunderstand what's happened. Um, The Prime Minister thought that what he was doing was within the rules, and the police have thought otherwise. And this is just like the DRS system in cricket, that 
Sometimes the batsman in good faith thinks he's not out LBW. Sometimes the umpire thinks he's not out in good faith. But it goes to the third umpire who says he was out. And then the batsman accepts the decision. It's exactly what's happened to the Prime Minister. Right. Now that you've seen that, do you know what? why he wins a Nobel Cricket Award for stupidity? Because I kid you not, that is the equivalent of Stuart Broad edging uh, Graham Swan to first slip, not walking, and then Australia... Not Graham Swan. Re- was it? No, sorry. Not Graham Swan. The Stuart Broad edging Nathan Lyon to... Was it Nathan Lyon? No, it was Agar. Sorry. Edging Ashton Agar to first slip, not walking and then being given not out. And then Australia don't have a review to burn. But in this case, if he's burning a review, this is... Yeah. Um, just yeah. This is this is going to DRS when you know you're out. That's what it is. No, not even know you're out. It's like you smash the ball to point and you ask for a review. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, Mr. Jacob Rees-Mogg, you win the No Balls Cricket Award for stupidity. Um. Please take it and never reappear on my podcast again. Um, and um, on that slightly sour, very annoying note, it is time to end. Thank yes. you all very much for watching. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to us hate on England one last time. Wait, no, I say one more time. One last is never going to happen. This is not going to be the last, so one more time. Um, yes. And yes, we shall see you on the next one. Good night. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like, share and subscribe and hit the bell icon to remain notified of all our upcoming videos. And if you're listening to us on any of these audio platforms, we're available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict and Pocket Casts as well.